Welcome back to How to Be a Better DM, the official podcast of Monsters.Rent. I'm your host today, Justin Lewis, here with my friend and colleague, Tanner Wayland. Any words to share with the audience, Tanner? Um, words to share. Well, I, I heard the word mercurial the other day on the podcast, and I thought it was really interesting. But, but aside from that, hi. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Glad to be here with you. <laughs> I do like that word. I don't know what it means, but I'll have to look that up later. Because today we are talking about something that uh, I've actually wanted to talk about for a while. Uh, D&D is such a fun game that obviously we all love to play. And I know I say we all do stuff. I say we all a lot, but I'll try not to say that. Uh, Usually, though, when you have something that you love, you tend to invite others to join with you. And and in the case of D&D, that can kind of lead to large parties and tables that are overcrowded and, and unmanageable games, especially for DMs. Uh, I myself suffer from the same problem. But but what if you just invited someone to play for only a couple weeks, right? What if they were allowed at the table only for a little bit of time as a guest? Is that something you can do? How does that work? What might go wrong? Yeah. That's... Go ahead. Yeah. I, I totally agree that it's something that I think a lot of DMs worry about because i mean for a great majority of us i would argue we have a hard enough time just getting up the courage to ask our friends our good friends who are interested in D to be part of a campaign or a one shot right uh, we're like that takes about as much uh courage or goodwill <laughs> that we have with our friends to ask that and so the idea of inviting someone you know for a one-time you know gaming sesh or or someone who maybe you aren't as familiar with or a new friend you know that's it's kind of nerve-wracking right yeah yeah so so let's get into it um first i want to talk about you know let's discuss should you try having guests at your table or should you not and 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 let's kind of explore both options um so yeah go ahead um, I, I mean, I, I would say that uh, if you want to share the experience of D&D, I mean, absolutely, right? If you have a good party of players who know how to make the game fun, who you enjoy kind of DMing, then inviting someone else that you you would like to introduce to the whole, you know, to the whole genre of tabletop role-playing, and especially D&D, that, that just seems like a win, right? Absolutely. Honestly, um, it, it's one of the best ways to spread the hobby. Uh, and I know that sounds really weird. It's like a virus, but <laughs> D- D&D, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, when you first, well, uh, nowadays, D&D is being portrayed a lot more in pop, pop culture in a positive light than it has been in the past. And that said, that, that that makes people a little bit more willing to try it. That said, people are still seeing that it does seem to take some sort of a commitment, right? And when people ask me, you know, how long does D&D take? I'll say, you know, three to four hours is, is like a normal session that we usually play. Like I think my group usually does three hours. That's kind of our standard. And when I tell them that we've been going for three years, they kind of balk at that, you know, unless they're actually into it. And I think inviting someone as a guest to say, hey, you know, we're playing this Friday. Uh, how about you just come play as a character I can help you make? 
and see if you like it. Uh, and if you don't, that's totally fine. If you do, I'll only let you play for like two more sessions or something like that, right? Yeah, and, and that's something to consider as well. You know, if it's someone looking for a long-term place in your game, maybe don't give them too much false hope with just like, hey, yeah, come and come and join. Unless you're willing to take on another person. That's something that should always be on the table here is like, hey, it, it would suck to give someone one opportunity to have fun with you and then be like, oh, we're, we're, we're all full over here. So maybe before you, if you're going to invite someone uh, for a one-time uh, guest player experience, you should honestly be willing, if they wanted to, to have them join uh, for a longer period of time, right? Because that's just, that's just being a good friend. But, uh, but I, I think would actually maybe... add. Oh, go ahead. Um, I would actually add that you can, and I think I've done this in the past. When you invite them, explain to them that this is a short-term thing, right? That there will come a time in the story where their character will part ways, and they will not be invited to play at the table anymore. And it, it's kind of hard saying that, right? So I, I wouldn't necessarily use those words. I would probably just say, "Hey, would you want to come play D and D with us? Uh, I, I want you. I want to invite you as a guest for only a couple weeks, right? Make it very clear that it's only a couple weeks, you know. And if it goes longer, you can say, "Actually, can you come back one more week?" Um, but but like Tanner said, if you don't say that, you will have to be willing to have that conversation of, "I should have told you this." You know, and you're probably going to hurt someone's feelings or you have to bring them into the fold, right? you got to do one or the other. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so just to jump ahead a little bit, I think, you know, once you've made that decision like, hey, this person seems cool, I want to invite them, and you've invited them, you're probably wondering at that point, um, how, how, how could I do this cleanly? <laughs> how could I do this so it won't disrupt the flow of, uh, of the game? Because um, I've seen it, you know, I've seen this in a lot of podcasts and a lot of campaigns where a guest player is just allowed to uh, to portray an important NPC in mm-hmm. the story, right? Or, or yeah. a new NPC, right? Either one works, but they basically get to in- inhabit someone that's already in the world. And so it's no loss if they can't make it a week or if they stop playing altogether, right? Uh, which is typically the case with these guest players. And so I, I think that's a great way to make it work seamlessly into your campaign. Absolutely. In fact, uh, just an example from my own campaign, my brother-in-law and sister-in-law moved down here from, I live in Utah, they moved here from Spokane, Washington for the summer. And my brother-in-law loves D&D. He's played, like when he's visited before, he's sort of done kind of guesting, right? Uh, but in this instance, um, he a couple times actually uh, because his schedule was a little bit off and on uh, he made a character and then I sort of had the character just disappear right the first time the second time I had him kind of assume the role of a character an NPC that the party was dealing with and him creating the, the character profile for that sort of fleshed out the NPC a lot more and then now that he left uh just because he wasn't that consequ- the, the character wasn't that consequential, he was just sort of helping around. 
uh, I didn't need to mention him very much at all, and the, the story continues. So, that, so that's something I would definitely recommend, like Tanner said, is when introducing the characters, um, you, you need to be deliberate about how you do it. Uh, another example, uh, I had my friend's brother-in-law join us, because uh, he had just gotten back from serving a mission to, uh, I don't remember where he served, but he served a two-year mission, so he was kind of new to being not serving people all the time, right? And I said, hey, join us for a little bit. I introduced him in a very specific way. It was in the Underdark. They found him, you know, and, and he sort of latched onto their group because there was no one else. And then he actually ended up dying, so that was sort of like a perfect way to make it so he didn't, you know, keep playing with us, but, you know, uh, that's another example. You just got to be very deliberate. Yeah, exactly. And so I think that a key thing with a guest player, you know, depending on uh, on your relationship with them and also what they're hoping to get out of it, you're going to want to tailor some of your gameplay or, or your DMing to that, right? If they're new to D&D, which I think that's going to be the case for a lot of these guest players, uh, you're going to want to make the next few sessions where they're playing extra fun. And, you know, you're going to want to have a variety of stuff. You're going to want to have combat that that the guest player can actually do well at, right? So if they don't know how to, how to build their own character, you do that for them. Or you have another player, you know, you can delegate, right? Other players, I mean, they don't have to plan a whole session. Be like, hey, we're going to invite this guy. Can you help him build a character? You know, uh, delegate it out. Save some time for yourself, and then uh, and then make sure that it's that the character is built well so that they can roll well for like charisma stuff or, or for combat. Um, but on the other hand, if they're more experienced, then then you might want to find out what they enjoy about D and D and make sure that the next few sessions have that specifically, right? You work eight hours a day. You spend time with your family, and when you come home, you do work around the house. And it seems that you never have as much time as you would like to prepare for your D&D sessions. Does this sound like you? Wouldn't it be amazing to have endless material prepared for your D&D sessions anyways? That's where Roll and Play Press comes in. Roll and Play Press provides D&D 5e compatible material for any type of session. Running a one-shot? Check out their One-Shot Wonders book with over 100 one-shot ideas. Getting started with a new sci-fi campaign? Get their Game Master's Sci-Fi Toolkit to have your games much more prepared with much less effort. Why reinvent the wheel? Check out Roll and Play Press at rollandplaypress.com, see what they have to offer, and get a 10% discount when you buy something by using the code BETTERDM10, that's B-E-T-T-E-R-D-M-10, at checkout. Give yourself just a little bit extra help so that you can continue being the world's greatest dungeon master. Yeah, and... I think it's important to also say at this point, we probably should have said it sooner, that before you get super excited and you're like, yes, I can finally invite this one person, you have to make sure it's okay with your group. I think that's one thing that I didn't do right when I've invited people before. Uh, I just sort of surprised my group. Uh, luckily, they were awesome and they just they, they were actually excited about it. But 
going back in time, I would have sit my group down and said, hey, I want to experiment bringing guests in from time to time. Is that okay with you guys? When you do that, though, you have to be aware that it's very probable your players will, well, it's probable they will find someone they want to invite and bring to the table. And you're going to have to be at least willing to talk about that. Yeah. And, and then, like, if they start bringing other people, then you also have to be more flexible, maybe in just your interpersonal reaction, <laughs> just how you interact with them. Because the thing is, when it's you personally, and you meet someone and they're like, oh, I love D&D. But then if you hate their personality, <laughs> or at least if you're like, oh, I don't really jive well with them, then you, you can just keep your mouth zipped, right? And you're like, mm -hmm. they don't need to know that I'm running a DM session, or they don't need me to invite them. Uh, but if other players are inviting their own guest players, there's no guarantee, right? Yeah. And so I think that if it's a case like that, you want to let them know and be like, hey, yeah, uh, we can, you know, have them for a couple times, like set an expectation with your player who invited them that like, yeah, uh, we could do, you know, this might even be a good opportunity to do a one shot or a two session <laughs> kind of shot, right? Where you're like, oh, yeah, let's let's have them play. In fact, let's just do a separate one. And, and then you kind of like give that player a trial period in a way. You know, you just want to be aware because there's always the chance that someone enters the your you know your group of players who doesn't mesh with the rest of the people, and that's not bad on on their part. It's not bad on your part, but sometimes it happens, and you just want to be aware and you know set yourself up with some soft boundaries so that you know you guys all still have fun. For sure, and to that point, I think it's okay. If anyone invites a guest, it's okay for you to sit them down or text them or call them and sort of coach them on the culture of the table and sort of the norms, as well as your expectations as a dungeon master. And it would be a good idea to do sort of the similar thing to other players at the table if you're bringing in a new guest right uh, because if if it's well when I mean a new guest a, a person new to D&D &D, if the other players are sort of not really helping them then that's going to give them a bad experience uh, but also you want to yeah. talk to that person and coach them because if they're sort of just stealing the limelight all the time none of the other players are going to have a good experience so you, you have to make sure everyone like you said Tanner everyone is having a good time yeah, if you've ever had, you know, your mom or dad or someone, an adult being like, hey, this person's new to the class or new to the neighborhood or something, uh, can you make sure you play nice with them? You know, essentially you need to have a, that version of a conversation, uh, a DM version of that conversation with your players and be like, hey, this person's new or hey, this person is really interested in playing, but they're a little nervous. Please give them opportunities to speak. Don't speak over them. Include them in role play, you know, and also give them suggestions uh, if they have questions about how combat works, you know. Uh, I think that that's a very simple thing you can do that, that a lot, if you have a good relationship with your players, they're going to take that. You know, of course they will. Why wouldn't they? But, but beyond that, I also think that you need to 
and, and I love what you said about like explaining the uh, the basics of the culture of gaming at your table because we've said this before where like hey when you first get a group of people together to you know become a long-term uh, D group right you kind of have to set expectations of like hey this is how i run things if you have any questions do this uh, after a session i'm gonna talk to you about these things you know you set expectations kind of like a session zero thing and any guest player that comes in they're not going to have that and it's not necessarily fair that you don't give you know have a brief conversation and be like yeah here's the things that they're core to our party here's some basic rules that we have in terms of just interactions and any questions you know <laughs> exactly um and and honestly just thinking back of of the different times where I've invited people, I'm thinking of all these mistakes that I made because I definitely didn't do those those two, uh, you know, sitting sitting my players down or sitting the guests down, and uh, I definitely think that hampered the session. And actually, uh, the session in question brings up another point that I I recommend is when you bring in a guest, you do need to make sure the character fits in a story it fits in the story in a way that the other player characters want to do want them to sort of adventure with them so the example I'm thinking of my sister-in-law decided to try and play with us and at the time my players were still in the astral sea right they were on a space station uh, and they had just gotten there and my, my thought process was like hey you know like as soon as they get there, this guest character will bump into them running from some other big creature, right? And then I have this whole plot of like this player character or this guest character had lost her memory and she wanted them to help her and, and they would go into the belly of this, this space station. They'd find this Oblex and, you know, they'd fight it and the Oblex had stolen her memories and then she gets her memories back and she realizes she's a time traveler and she finds her ship and goes back in time and then, you know, that's that's her session, right? Uh, yeah. But what happened was, you know, she bumps into them. She's like, hey, this big guy's chasing me. The party, you know, scares the big guy off. And then they're like, who are you? And, and she explains and they're like, okay, whatever. We don't care. And they just like went on their way. And so like this whole story of this character that I helped her make was just like gone. And it, it, it really made for sort of an awkward session for her. And that was her first session. I think I, I did her a big disservice in not making it a little bit more intertwined. Yeah, that's that's a really great point where it's like, you know, if especially if they're a guest player, you want their, you want fewer loose threads with how you introduce their character into the story. All right. Mm -hmm. uh, and yeah, that might feel railroady, but you got to do it. Otherwise... You're put, you're lining up the dominoes in a way that's not going to be satisfying. Yeah. Uh, I also think that you know when you're when you're thinking about you know this whole question because because I, I know we're wrapping up here, mm -hmm. but you know we've said a lot of things like hey do this don't do that um, ha consider these different points. In the end, I would really just encourage you if you have anyone that you want to invite, you know, do it. And maybe this is my parent moment of being like, hey, be nice. <laughs> but but basically, I think that D&D &D is such a fun thing that if you find someone that you have 
you know, the thought, or, or that your players have the thought, like, hey, this would be really fun to play with them. You know, do it. D&D is, is a great thing because you can interact with people at a different level, and you can make friends, you know, different friends, new friends. And, and so, you know, if you don't take anything away from, from today, at least take away that you should try and look for opportunities to introduce people, not only to the game, but also to having a more fun time with you, right? And then hopefully, you know, with experience and with some of this advice we've given you, you can kind of take it to the next level and prepare them better, prepare your party better. But, but you know, failing all that, it's still totally worth it to invite a guest. I couldn't agree more. Honestly, I think that is probably the biggest takeaway I would give is just try it. Uh, it will spice things up for your story because there's going to be a new face at the table. Everyone's kind of going to be a buzz with, you know, energy just because there's new energy at the table. Uh, but also, you know, if you need more reason, go look at Critical Role. They've done this a couple times. Go look at, you know, High Rollers in, in the UK. They've done this a couple times. And it always makes for sort of a fun uh, situation because you can call back to those characters, those sort of iconic characters that the guests played later in the campaign and uh it, it sort of gives sort of a nostalgia effect the callback it's, it's just a it's just a good all-around thing so last thing we're gonna say is do it and uh you know let us know how it goes you can actually reach out to us on instagram we are at how to be a better dm or at monsters rent i think it is um yes. yeah we couldn't put the dot in there because Instagram's dumb. It should be monsters.rent, but it's at monstersrent. Uh, yeah, send us a, a message. We'd love to see how it went. But uh, we're going to be back next week for another awesome episode from me and Tanner. And until then, let's go ahead and roll initiative. Do you love these podcast episodes but aren't always able to listen to them? Do you learn better reading information rather than listening to it? Here's what you can do. Go to sessionzerostudios.com slash newsletter. Sign up for our weekly newsletter. You'll get tips and tricks sent directly to your inbox in written format that you can read and reference whenever you want. You'll get tips that we don't share on the podcast and bonus techniques that, frankly, no one has ever heard before. Again, sessionzerostudios.com slash newsletter and uh, get those free tips and techniques right to your inbox every week.